0: The Woodside Church Podcast. Good morning Church. Today is the last episode in our series, More of God, being transformed by knowing God. And today we are going to look at God who is just, patient and merciful. Just is defined as behaving or acting according to what is morally right and fair. Just can also be interpreted as being fair or impartial or unbiased. Justice to do with justice. It is objective. It's based on evidence or truth. For example, a judge in a court would hear out the evidence and then bring out his verdict. Whereas fairness can be subjective. There is an element of truth involved, but it can also be based on feeling. Mercy, on the other hand, is uh, defined as compassion or forgiveness to those who are in misery and distress. Justice would say you are guilty, but mercy would say, I forgive you. So we see mercy goes beyond justice. Mercy can also be described as grace or charis, which is unmerited favor. Now let's look at a couple of verses in the Bible. In Exodus 34, verse six, God says, this is when uh, uh, the Lord is passing Uh, before Moses, and this is what he's saying, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. In Deuteronomy 32, uh, chapter 32, verse 4, uh, it says, He, uh, that is God, is a rock. His works are perfect, and all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong, upright and just is he. So you see, God is uh, uh, both just and merciful at the same time. So have you ever wondered how both just and grace can coexist in one individual? Just has to do with right or wrong, whereas grace would say, I forgive you. Let me explain this dilemma. Suppose there is a king and he has 10 subjects. He is a just king, and he happens to find out that all 10 have done something wrong. Being just, he would say everyone is guilty and needs to be punished. Now suppose he says, I will show mercy to five. What would you think of such a king? Are we to understand our God is like this, that he applies his justice all the time, but from time to time would show mercy? If this was the case, we could say God is unpredictable, like a lottery. Don't know who he is going to favor. And when we read um, some of the verses in the Bible, this adds to a confusion. For example, in Exodus 33 verse 19, God says, "I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. In Matthew chapter twenty verse fifteen, Jesus, when he is um, talking about the parable of the uh, workers in the vineyard, he says, don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I'm generous? So when we read verses like this and take them out of context, our dilemma increases all the more. So when we look at God with our human logic, with our human understanding, God appears unpredictable. But hallelujah, this is not the case. So let me explain. What does the justice of God say? So in Genesis chapter 2 verse 17 God says, "But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall die." And in Hebrews 9:22 it says, "And without the shedding of blood there is no forgiveness of sins." You see, shedding of blood is another way of saying we have to die and Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, for the wages of sin is death. So everyone who has sin, which is everyone who is born in this world has to be punished. And the punishment is eternal death, which is separation from God forever. So if we have to escape this punishment, a penalty has to be paid. That is someone has to pay with his or her life in our place And unfortunately, no one can do this, as everyone is equally guilty. So the justice of God would say, we are all guilty. But God, who is uh, also perfect in love and mercy, wants to rescue us, forgive us and bring bring us to be with him. And this is what he did. God the Son, one of the three persons in the Trinity of God, and we heard all about this from Dave Devnish a few weeks ago, takes up human form, is born as a baby, but without sin. This is Jesus, and he came to die on the cross in order to pay the penalty for your sin and my sin. And this was the eternal plan of God. Apostle Paul describes this as a mystery hidden for ages in God and now revealed to the saints. This was prophesied long before Jesus arrived on the scene. Uh, Let's look at a few verses. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 6 says and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And in verse 12 of the same chapter it says because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors yet he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. John the Baptist when he saw Jesus for the first time said behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Jesus, speaking about his mission uh, during his public ministry, says this in Mark chapter 8. The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. When he was on the cross, Jesus was carrying your sin and my sin, and the sin of the whole world upon himself. And on the cross, he was receiving punishment for the sins of the whole world. Before giving up his spirit, Jesus said, It is finished. Tetelestai in Greek means paid in full. Jesus was saying the work of salvation is complete. The penalty for sin has been paid in full. At the same time when this happened, the curtain of the temple was torn into two, indicating that a new and living way was open for everyone to come into the presence of God. And after his resurrection, Jesus told his disciples to proclaim this good news to all nations, the good news that God has paid the penalty for everyone's sins. Now, Apostle Paul says, You know uh, speaks about this in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. He says for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you see what Apostle Paul is saying here is that when we come to Jesus and we give our life to him we come with sin and Jesus takes our sin away and instead gives us his righteousness. So the righteousness of Jesus gets imputed on us. So anyone, anywhere, when they hear this good news, when they believe that Jesus, God the Son, paid the penalty for their sins, and when they receive Jesus into their life as a Lord and Saviour, their sins are not only forgiven, but they are justified, they are counted righteous. God says, not guilty. Hallelujah! So you see, my friends, because he is a just God, God is the one who demands justice because of sin. And because he's a merciful and gracious God, He is the one who pays the penalty for sins so that justice is done. And this is so unique. We don't see this anywhere in the world. So God's justice is therefore not based on fairness. No way because if he was fair and just, we would all go to hell or to eternal death. But his justice is based on his work and he can therefore show mercy. God is therefore predictable as far as salvation is concerned. And we know for sure where we stand. There is no room for doubt, for the word says in John 1 verse 12, Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Do you see that? To all, not to some. So God is therefore just all the time to everyone. And God is merciful and gracious all the time to everyone. This knowledge of God can only elicit one response, praise and thanksgiving and worship. I frequently say, grace leads to praise. My friends, I was 20 years of age when I came to know this God who was full of amazing love and who was just and gracious. I had not met such a God before and I fell in love with this God. And here I am 35 years down the line and my love for him has only increased. Every moment I think about him and his love and grace, I'm filled with such a deep gratitude. Apostle Paul, talking about this in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, says like this, But for that very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Now to the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. You see, my friends, I walk with him every day because I love him and I'm loved by him. And as I walk with him, all my needs are automatically met in him. And because I love him and look up to him, I pray every day, asking him to change me and transform me more and more into his likeness, so that I speak like him, I think like him, and be like him. I desire, not just in my public life, but also in my private and personal life, to be like him. And I pray this every day. And if I have changed, my wife and children do attest to this, It is all because of his transformational work in my life as I submit to him on a daily basis. The submission on a daily basis is very important, friends. And this is only possible when you get to know him more and more. And so, church, this is how all of us should be. When we come together, we do not come to consume. Of course, we gain a lot when we come together to fellowship with one another. And there is no better place than to be in fellowship. But we come because we are consumed with God. And what comes out is an overflow of his infilling and gratitude to him, our savior. Now let's look at the subject of patience. Patience is defined as capacity to accept or tolerate for a period of time. So what does God's patience look like? So in God's patience, a just God is withholding punishment for a period of time. So why is he patient and why is he giving this extra time? Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 would say, Just as people are destined to die once and after that to face judgment. You see, my friends, the consequence of sin is severe that is, judgment and eternal death. And, uh, and this is why Apostle Peter, when he speaks about this, says, that we were not redeemed with perishable things such as silver or gold, but we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Because the consequence of sin is severe, God is giving everyone the opportunity to hear the gospel, explore the word, ask questions about God and ultimately to enter into a relationship with him. And Apostle Peter, speaking about this, says in 2 Peter 3, verse 9, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. So if we have become united with Christ friends, what should we be doing? We should have the same desire, motive and passion as God. We should be trying to connect with people, sharing the gospel and proclaiming the salvation by which we ourselves have been saved, lockdown or no lockdown. Let me say this just to encourage you. Being a chess physician, I've had a busy one year because of the pandemic. But despite my busyness, uh, some of you know this, uh, we started a discussion with a couple of JWs, Jehovah's Witnesses, from work last March. And close to a year down the line, we are patiently continuing this discussion. In this last year, we have given approximately two hours of our evening every week for this. The number of times we have not met in the last one year, I can count on the fingers of one hand. When will this end? We have no clue. God has opened a door and our job is to be there, witnessing to the witnesses. Every soul is so precious to God, and so we will continue. We are not bothered about the result. The results will happen in God's time. Secondly, our neighbour and our family with whom we started sharing the gospel a little more than a year ago is very close to making a decision for Christ and I have a feeling there's going to be more than one person from that family coming to know Christ. Watch the space. I've had the opportunity to talk about God with several of my work colleagues and recently, you know, Carol Whelan was with me when uh, I was we had the opportunity to talk about God in her office. and uh, and uh, very recently about a, a week ago, I had a useful, what I call a pilot conversation with another colleague, and she has agreed to take the conversation further. Sunu, my wife with whom I do everything, is going to set this up and we will see what happens. You see, lockdown or no lockdown, our calling to reach out to our fellow human beings with the gospel continues. Now, all of you know that vaccination against COVID-19 is now very topical. Not only the government, but a number of prominent people in the community are speaking about the importance of vaccination and its benefits in preventing severe infection and death. You see, vaccination can save a number of lives for a period of time. But what does the Bible say about the gospel in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 Apostle Paul says, "For I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes to everyone and Jesus in John 3:16 says, "For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life So you see the gospel can save everyone for eternity, hallelujah, not just for a period of time. So now you can decide how much importance you need to give to sharing the gospel. So in concluding, what do I have to say? We need to get to know this God of ours better. This God who is not only just, but also merciful and gracious and as a result of which we are justified, meaning, he says, not guilty. And that because of what he has done, we are his children and citizens of heaven. When we know this, we are on solid ground. We know who we are and we live a life of worship, rejoicing and thanksgiving every day, lockdown or no lockdown. Secondly, we pray to God every day Asking him to flow out of us like a river of life so that we can bring his life and this gospel of his wherever we go and with whomever we come in contact with. Ask for his love, his passion, his mercy, his patience to be in us so that we can serve our neighborhood, our town, and our nation with him, sharing this good news of our savior with everyone. And finally, as we live our life with him in this way, church, his word guarantees that all our needs, both physical and spiritual, will be met in him, lockdown or no lockdown. Have a lovely week and uh, and God bless you. God bless you. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.